I just believe that if we forget our why, everything and anything can get in the way. I love that statement so much, I'm going to say it again. If we forget our why, everything and anything can get in the way. Have you ever started learning something new but got so far and lost your way because you didn't have time, the support or the right systems in place for you to see it through? Joining me today is Russian language coach Eleanor Young talking about learning as an integrated approach to our life and not as something that is separate to it. Eleanor uses a mindset approach in her coaching and I believe the methods and ideas she explains in this episode can be adapted universally to any kind of learning. We talked about building positive habits that we can incorporate into our daily routines, having a fixed versus growth mindset, learning burnout, and some awesome techniques around learning languages with a bit of a twist. I'm excited to share this episode with you and I'm so pleased once again to have your company as we walk through this journey together towards mindset mastery. Eleanor, thank you so much for joining me on Mindset Mastery today. How are you? Of course, that's my pleasure. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you all about learning language and the mindset around learning new things. But before we kick off talking about that, can I ask you just to explain a bit of a background of your business and what it's all about? Yes, of course. So I'm a speaking coach for Russian learners specifically. So very uh, niche down. Uh, and I help uh, Russian learners build confidence and master their speaking. Uh, and I use zero grammar. Very interesting. <laughs> this is not a classical approach, I would say. So I work with people who have been learning Russian for years, uh, but they still struggle to speak freely. So the, um, the majority of my work with them is mindset. Because people build barriers that they struggle to overcome so it all comes back to mindset mm. yeah and uh the if i take you back to how it all started uh so in 2016 i created my youtube channel and i started sharing uh, my knowledge around uh, the russian language with people but i always wanted to do it with a twist i never really liked the classical approach you know all that crazy grammar, uh, all the rules and exceptions. Um, so I also wanted just to enjoy and have fun myself first. And I wanted to make the uh, process easier for people. Um, and in 2019, I created my Wonder Accent Speaking Academy, uh, where I work with people, uh, specifically helping them build confidence and master master their speaking. Awesome. So what kind of barriers do people create? Like, how does that happen when you're trying to learn a language? What kind of mental barriers do you see being created that stops people being able to speak it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I love it. So um, I probably need to um, take you back to my uh, experience with English. 
so I went to the College of the Ministry for Foreign Affairs of Russia. And you can imagine uh, the approach. So Russian is your first skin and English is supposed to become your second skin. And because uh, they used the classical approach and um, it also was built uh, around grammar, you could read, you could understand a lot, you, can, you could write, you could read newspapers, but when uh, it came to speaking, you would struggle just to express yourself, just because um, that classical approach means that you have to check with yourself and with the teacher, uh, can I really say it this way? Uh, can I, I, you want that permission to make a mistake. Uh, you always have that battle in your head between um, is it grammatically correct? Uh, and can I really say it, uh, you know, like conversationally? And you, you forget what you were about to say uh, by then when, <laughs> when you're having that battle in your head. So this is like the, one of the biggest problems, uh, why people really cannot speak, they cannot express themselves confidently. Um, and when I say confidence, I mean, it's not just confidence in speaking, but it's confidence in yourself, confidence in your body. When you uh, are getting corrected all the time, when you are trying to express yourself, uh, you just build that unhealthy habit. Uh, you are not focused on what you are here to share. Uh, you are focused on how to get rid of that tension in your body because it's just so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So the main point here is that when we talk about confidence speaking, we talk about confidence in yourself and in your body first. And then it's just confidence speaking just comes naturally. Mm. I think that's a really important thing you said about being able to be free to make mistakes because, and with learning anything, if we don't make mistakes, we don't, we're not able to learn from that. So what would you say is an important environment to have when you're learning language or learning anything that enables you to make mistakes and learn from that? Oh, wow. That's, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, interestingly, especially with learning a language, we tend to be in that passive mode of learning. So um, because it's grammar, uh, you have your textbooks, your uh, maybe follow some system if you uh, did your research and you found something uh, that works for you. But you create that trap of that passive learning. You never put yourself out there and really take action and uh, learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So the perfect environment, I would say, would be just to put yourself out there and I believe that we will talk more about like you know how to find that environment and uh, you know you I always uh, 
tell my students that you have to choose wisely who you speak to when it comes to the language and if it's your uh, target language that you are improving you have to choose wisely who you're talking to because uh, not every native speaker is uh, a Russian teacher and you cannot expect them to, to be. Uh, you cannot expect them to know every single rule and be able to explain it to you. You have to really be um, okay with getting out of that educational mode and just be in real life, just to talk to people, just to uh, ask questions. And most importantly, just be yourself. Because when you learn a language, it's not about becoming something else or becoming someone else. It's about unbecoming uh, who you are not. Uh, you are vel very vulnerable when you, mm, you know, just you, you start speaking, especially with a, with a native. Mm. And, and you just have to find a way to enjoy it, to enjoy making mistakes, to enjoy being uncomfortable. And uh, this is the one of the juiciest part, actually, I believe in learning the language. Mm, yeah. When you're speaking to someone who is a, a native in their language, I think probably with any language, I know, especially in English, we tend to use a lot of slang and we don't speak formally all the time, if ever, really. So would it be different when you're talking in a structured way in a Russian class with a Russian teacher compared to, you know, you go out on the street and you talk to someone who's a native speaker, there would be a difference in communication there as well, wouldn't there? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And it's the same with any language. Mm. Absolutely the same. And um, yeah, this is that challenge for the learners um, that everything is built around grammar and that formal language. And um, as you mentioned, it's the relationship between the teacher and the student rather than two human beings who just want to connect in real life. Mm -hmm. And uh, my main goal is my main mission when I do coaching session with my clients is to create that environment that we are just two, two human beings who want to connect because this is this is what we all want right and language is just a tool that can help us uh, get connected on a deeper level. Mm, I love that it's more about connecting than speaking correctly. Hundred percent. That's awesome. All right. Can we talk about some of the systems around learning and what the 80-20 rule is when it comes to learning? Yes. Yeah. We, of course, we have to be strategic and consistent and we need to choose the approach that brings us results faster. So that's the main goal. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to language learning, there is a huge myth, uh, a huge misunderstanding that you have to learn something first and then you are ready to speak. Mm -hmm. 
So, for example, uh, um, there is that, again, classic approach where you have a list of, let's say, 2,000 commonly used words. Uh, and then you learn these words and you're, then you are kind of good enough. Then you um, qualify to go and speak to, to people. Um, I would say that as... As it, as it comes to 80-20 rule and the efficiency, you have to focus on uh, the phrases in the context rather than words in isolation. Because it doesn't make any sense to learn those 2,000 words and not to be able to connect them together and mm -hmm. to put them in a sentence and to really express what you want to say. And then in the back of your head, you're like, okay, and can I really say that? Mm -hmm. And what about grammar and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say that um, it's focused on phrases in the context. Uh, and when it comes to speaking, it has to be conversational phrases that you can used in real life mm -hmm. um, so again no passive learning no static here only only real life uh, that it makes sense and then you can see that you you just you use those phrases easily it comes naturally to you and uh, one more thing here is that you have to write those phrases down it's mm -hmm. very important that you uh, do it by hand because it creates a specific connection in your brain. This is uh, how you retain uh, these new phrases much better. And mm -hmm. you use flashcards, you create them, your, your own flashcards, not just, you know, somebody created. It's, again, a different process. Every time you create a flashcard, you create a connection in your brain. Mm -hmm. And you say those phrases out loud every time you write them down, every time you see them. Uh, and the more connections you create in your brain, th the better. So the, the easier it is for you then uh, to use uh, those phrases in real life. Yeah, we definitely talk about writing things down a lot on this show because it's just so important to be able to, like you said, build those connections um, and really solidify that information. So there are, I think there are four, four different types of learning um, types. So there's learning by sight, learning by speaking, learning by writing and learning by touch. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but it, it can be a combination of things for, uh, for yeah. different people. Yeah. I think it's important to use like all of those things in conjunction, like with each other to create more of a like a well-rounded um, learning system? Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, it's all about, uh, you know, just to experiment and see what works for you. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you are more a visual person and um, it, it's a, a little bit different approach to learning, especially when it comes to like new, new language, new phrases. Um, but it, 
absolutely can be a combination of different things. And yeah, it's all about just experimenting and making it work for you. As I always say, it's not about finding the things, the things that work for you. It's making them work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So what other types of systems do you help your clients with to progress with their learning? So the, uh, this is, again, it, it again uh, comes back to uh, classical approach versus, uh, as I say, effective approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you want to create your own system, uh, of course, it's an ongoing experiment again, and you need to, again, see what works for you. Um, but your goal is to create uh, sustainable results faster and you still want to enjoy it along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, uh, we're just humans, so we just tend to uh, bury ourselves in the process and we forget why we're doing this. We forget to enjoy and have fun. And we believe that when we get there, where we want to be then we will be happy and fulfilled Mm -hmm. but I always emphasize that we have to enjoy the process and even forget about the results in a way because the process is just so amazing so much fun and so juicy that it's already a huge result for me just to feel this way on a daily basis So because uh, a lot of work uh, that I do with my clients um, is about mindset, uh, we focus on how you feel, how you feel in your body, how you feel when you are about to speak, how you feel when you speak, and how you feel after you did it. (laughs) Um, So it's important to... um, just, you know, really to uh, uh, reflect and review your processes. If you have been learning for months, years, and sometimes decades, and you see that what you have been doing doesn't work for you, you have to change something. You have to change the the approach, the strategy, the system. Uh, And most of the materials that you see online, they really are trying to turn you into a grammar expert, yeah. Yeah. which is not the case uh, when you want to speak. Uh, it doesn't help you express yourself freely. Mm-hmm. And um, the technique, the method that I use with my clients is called shadowing. And it was created by uh, an American professor, Alexander Argulis, in the 90s. Uh, and basically, if I explain what it is, you're listening to an audio of a native speech, and you imitate that speech at your best. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't pause the audio. It's like you're listening to... A song on the radio you you cannot pause it you have to go with the flow and this is the my favorite part of this method so you keep imitating the speech at your best and it includes emotions intonations accent the melody of the language and 
you are doing that when you are moving, when you're moving your body, when you're walking. So it was the, the original method uh, was that you have to walk outside mm-hmm. when you do that. Treadmill works as well, but walking in the nature is much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used that method and I uh, upgraded it and I uh, added new things and new tools how to make this even more effective for, for my clients. Um, but I would say that uh, if you have been learning again for years and nothing helps you speak, this is number one thing that you need to try. Mm, that's awesome. I've never heard an approach like that before. That Yeah, that sounds great. Have you heard of uh, uh, shadowing in boxing? Yes, I have. So it's, yeah, similar technique to that. So I would say like, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, completely the same, but uh, I just like to look at it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So how do we start to build some positive habits around learning in regards to, you know, doing it every day or doing it on a regular basis um, to just keep up that practice and that continued learning? I love this. I love this question. Um, I, I want to say, first of all, that I am a very per, a positive person just by, uh, by nature. But uh, again, we're all humans and I know it just from my experience and from learning, with, um, learning from other people and working with other people that often, very often, we all uh, just have these times when uh, negativity gets in a way. Mm. And to me, um, it's more about, you know, uh, not just being positive all the time and in a way just forcing yourself into being positive all the time and not really um, noticing, just neglecting that like you are not really feeling great today and you are not feeling maybe like learning today. Um, So to me, it's about observing your thoughts without judgment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and becoming aware of those disempowering thoughts and reframing them. Mm -hmm. So you first uh, observe, then you... Uh, when you know what you deal with, then you reframe those thoughts. And one of the most uh, effective tools that I came across so far uh, is journaling. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the most amazing thing and the easiest that you can do. And I use it uh, on a daily basis myself. Mm-hmm. Uh So this is first thing, just, you know, like becoming aware and reframing. Uh, The second thing is moving your body. Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, you have to move your body before you start learning. Right. And before before you start working, actually, before you uh, start your really like your your day, basically. Mm so you move your body, you go for a walk, for a run, you do your workout. And what happens here, you boost your energy first, you feel great, uh, you have uh, benefits in your body, and um, 
your mind becomes more open, more receptive to absorb new information. Mm -hmm. The third thing I would say here would be affirmations, which is to me amazing reminders of who we are and what we are doing here. If you want to learn something, for example, you are learning uh, Russian and uh, you just don't feel great uh, and you, you did everything and you still don't, don't feel great, you need to remind yourself why you're doing this, mm -hmm. why you need that, where you want to get. Mm -hmm. uh, so you need to help yourself to tune in before you start your learn learning process. And it can be something very simple, uh, like I am enough. Uh, this process is challenging and I am up for this challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, so you boost your energy in your body and you, you boost your mind in a way. Mm. And number four, I would say it would be to celebrate your wins. Mm -hmm. And I always say that there is no too big or too small wins. Just everything is a win. Even if you make mistakes it's a win because it's a lesson and an opportunity um, so you have to um, really celebrate yourself and you have to celebrate your results mm -hmm. so um, again number one just to know what you're dealing with to reframe it number two is move your body number three affirmations and number four celebration yeah that's fantastic can you give me an example of how you might reframe a disempowering thought to become a more empowering thought? Yes, absolutely. I would love that. So, uh, for example, uh, a lot of people, when, they, uh, when it comes to speaking again, they uh, feel like they cannot start conversations uh, first. Uh, they cannot start a conversation first. So uh, they feel that tension in their body and when they hear a question that's okay it's more comfortable for them but when they are the first to start a conversation it's super challenging so when you uh realize so you become aware of this thought that i am uncomfortable of uh really doing that you need to come back uh and just you know, get back to your past and just find that moment maybe uh, in school where you learned that you cannot say anything without a permission. Mm -hmm. So you have to uh, wait until the teacher says, yes, you can say what you want. And then uh, you feel like that release, like, okay, I'm allowed to. Mm -hmm. So how we can reframe it here is that um, you take control, you take that responsibility and you say, I am the one who decides when I start speaking. I have everything I need inside me and I always know that great moment when I can share my thoughts with others. Um, I respect myself. I respect others and I always have the best intention to exchange the energy and exchange my great ideas with the world. That is really awesome. I love that. So 
kind of also building on that, what else can we do when perfectionism gets in the way of speaking? Because you've already kind of like started to talk about this. I think perfectionism, it probably strikes us all at different times. What can we do to get over that perfectionism? Uh, so I really, uh, I am a recovered perfectionist, by the way. <laughs> I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Especially, you know, coming from a Russian culture, uh, it's uh, like you, this is, it's just really built in the mentality and the culture of the country where you are uh, a winner or you are a loser. There is nothing in between. And you are going to beat yourself up uh, for everything when you don't feel or others don't feel that you are perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, I can really speak from experience here. And I really like this um, quote. I don't really remember who said it, but it goes like perfectionism is procrastination wearing a fancy dress. I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and often we, ju- we, we don't really notice that we are on make it perfect mode. Mm-hmm. We're just in the flow. We're just learning or doing something, working. Um, but if you see that you start procrastinating because it's easier to notice, then it's time to ask questions. And when you realize that, okay, I'm procrastinating, the best practice here would be journaling. Mm-hmm. If you are procrastinating, then why? Uh, you need to get back to the moments when you maybe let that perfectionism prevent you from taking action and getting results. Mm-hmm. Um, and always just remember your why, because when anything gets in a way, it can be perfectionism, it can be uh, negativity, it can be doubts, anything. When we remember our why, why we're doing this, everything just um, changes the colors. Mm-hmm. So I believe that it's important just to have your why everywhere where you're just, you know, look at during the day on your laptop, on your journal, just everywhere. Mm, That's awesome. I love that. I definitely have lots of sticky notes. You can always see them in my office. You can see they're all over um, my house. Yeah. Just, I love that. Keeping that why front of mind all the time. That's great. So how do we create accountability with our learning? Oh, I love this one. So I always say that, you know, to really get the results that you want, sustainable results, and to get where you want to be, you need the system, you need uh, accountability, and you need um, support. Mm-hmm. So accountability is a huge part here. Uh, when you are learning on your own, uh, of course, your first step is to get committed and to share it with at least one person who can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You can find an accountability partner and get on a call, let's say, once a week 
to report to each other what you've accomplished uh, and discuss what got in the way maybe and just to help each other um, overcome certain uh, challenges. And you also can get that accountability from a coach. So if you, or a teacher, if you are learning from someone, uh, it's one of the most important things to uh, hold yourself accountable and just to have that support from your teacher or a coach, whoever you're working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, having a coach definitely helps because you've got that person that's checking in on you, making sure you're following through with what you said you were going to follow through on. Um, and is there to answer any questions that you have as well? Absolutely. Yes. So you mentioned the third thing, um, support, accountability and systems. We've covered um, systems and accountability. Talk me through having support around you when you're learning something, especially if you're you know, not living in the country that you're trying to learn the language of and you might not always have people around you that you can be conversational with when you're learning that. Um, what are some other ways you can find support to help you in your learning? I would say that when you're doing it on your own, it's, uh, it's really hard. It's, uh, it's really hard to have that support all the time. If you really do um, your research, you can find those people who are also on this learning journey mm -hmm. uh, and you can get that support from each other. Uh, but I would say that just don't be afraid to ask questions, reach out to people who you look up to, who you trust, who you learn from. And yeah, just ask questions because I, for me, it's such a pleasure to just be able to help, to be able to maybe tweak a little thing in the process and the person will get amazing results uh, in a no time. So it's, I believe it's important to just not uh, put yourself um, behind the fence. Like, okay, I'm learning on my own and um, it's a very lonely journey. It's a lonely process. And especially with, um, you know, with the language, it's not something like, maybe it's not something that is going to change your life in an instant. It's one of the pieces of that big puzzle. A lot of people, they learn Russian, for example, because they want to get promoted at work or they want to get a job in a Russian speaking country, or maybe they want to build a business with Russian speaking partners. Mm -hmm. And they are more motivated to stay in the zone, to learn. Uh, and it's easier for them to find that support. Uh, they are more likely to invest into coaching because they know that it's going to get them results faster. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say if you are learning on your own, it's just... Uh, about not being afraid to ask questions, to reach out to 
the right people who are open to help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So can we talk about the difference between having a fixed and a growth mindset? Oh, of course. This is... uh... Um, I love this one just because it comes to uh, it's about everything right Mm -hmm. any uh, type of learning really Um, and yeah so with a fixed mindset you believe that your abilities is something that you're born with and if uh, you lack this ability certain abilities um, that you need to succeed then you fail. And this is the only reason why you fail, just because you naturally don't have these abilities. Mm-hmm. With the, uh, also, uh, people with a uh, fixed mindset, uh, they are focused on uh, doing things that are comfortable for them and they are familiar with, and they are very resistant mm-hmm. of um, just seeing new perspectives and try new things. Um, so I would say when it comes to speaking a language, a person can think or just say something like, I need to study grammar first, I need to learn 2000 words first, and then I will be ready to speak. Mm -hmm. So this person is not open to see other perspectives. They are just so confident, uh, and fixated on that idea and people with a growth mindset they they believe that they can develop any ability when they just invest their time and intentional effort uh, into it Mm -hmm. Um, and everything is a lesson everything is an opportunity to grow and uh, these people are very uh, open-minded and uh, just constantly getting better at what they want to achieve where they want to be what they uh, want to improve Mm. and uh, again the example with the language uh, would be I want and I can speak now so I focus on what I can use in real life Mm -hmm. I learn it and I implement it Mm -hmm. so to me fixed mindset is something that a lot of people are just, it's kind of like default settings, I would say, that what a lot of people are growing with, because we are not born with a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we all have to develop growth mindset if we really want to achieve different results, if we want to take our learning to the next level, if we want to take our Uh, speaking to the next level whatever you are improving it's essential to have the growth mindset Mm, yeah absolutely do you think it needs to be like a conscious decision as well you need to recognize when you're defaulting back into that fixed mindset and make a conscious decision to work towards having a growth mindset yes absolutely it's you know, everything starts with that decision. And but before you make that decision, you need to realize, again, you need to observe yourself, you need to listen to other people, if they see that you are very fixated on something, and Mm -hmm. you are not really 
you are getting in your own way uh, of making progress, there is probably something there that you need to look into. And if, if it's about fixed mindset, yes, it's a decision. Like, let me see what I can change here. Uh, and definitely, if you've been learning something for a long time and you cannot implement it and just use it in real life, then it's a big question. Why, what, what have you been doing that doesn't give you results and change it? Yeah. And extending on that, can you talk to me about learning burnout? Oh, yes. <laughs> Is it possible That's, to become burnt uh, out once you've been learning something for a very long time? Like you said, people that you have as clients might have even been trying to learn for decades is it possible to just get burnt out when you don't feel like you're accomplishing enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love this question just because I really, um, I see a lot of people, a lot of learners who uh, struggle with that just because they try, they think that something's wrong with them, that they cannot really get the results that they want just because uh, something's wrong with them. They uh, don't have certain abilities or skills and they have to just keep pushing through. The harder I go, the better it is. And the, the faster I will finally get there, um, maybe at the end of the third decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have a lot to say about it. But first of all, I would really love to define burnout Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. To me, burnout is a result of constant stress Mm -hmm. that relates to what you're learning. Mm -hmm. And we put too much pressure on ourselves during the process and we really forget why we're learning this, mm-hmm. uh, we forget to enjoy and have fun in mm-hmm. the process. And another aspect here is that we don't integrate what we learn into our life. Mm-hmm. We separate our learning process from our life. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to learning a language, we keep being in that passive mode again as I mentioned before and we never get out of that educational zone what you need to do here is to really go out there and if it's not possible to do locally in the in the real life just because of the situation that we have in the world right now you can always do it online a lot of Mm. um, people you know find it very beneficial anyway. And um, what you can do here is you can find something that, so you have something in your life that you love, that you love doing. You can absolutely learn it using your target language. So you are not in the educational zone where you watch this YouTube videos, how to pronounce certain things and... uh, learning new vocabulary, uh, for example, you are interested in uh, cooking, mm-hmm. find a podcast in Russian, if this is your target language, mm-hmm. and you listen 
to that podcast and you learn something for your life because you are interested in cooking. So you basically do two great things here. You are improving your language and you are improving your skills. And of course, uh, when I work with my clients, I always, uh, it's a part of the process to do shadowing with those podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that can prevent that burnout just because you are enjoying the process naturally. It's not something that, you know, I really like that example uh, in the textbooks. Uh, when you start learning the language, it, it would be something like you would read a, an article or something in the textbook and it would go, my name is John. I get up at seven o'clock. I'm an engineer. And my question is always like, why do I care about this person? <laughs> how, can I, how can I apply this to my life? Yeah. Uh, why I always say that just find um, what you love in your target language and use it. So you can, again, do shadowing, you can imitate, or you can just listen and absorb. And more than that, you can just go and cook it. That's the best part. I love that. That is awesome. Yeah, that's such a fantastic technique. <laughs> Uh, and I have a few more uh, tips uh, to share with you here. So this is, I, I would say this is the, the biggest to just focus on what you love and keep doing it using your target language. So number two would be uh, to connect with like-minded people. Uh, again, outside of that educational zone, when I say like-minded people, I don't talk about um, language learners. I mean, like-minded people who um, are maybe improving similar skills as you mm -hmm. are, and they are native speakers. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, the, a very simple example would be just if you're following some, someone on, on Instagram and uh, you are interested in theater, drama, you see that they post something and they... Of course, the caption is your, in your target language. Comment in that language. Just show your uh, genuine appreciation or, or ask a question. I guarantee no one cares there about your grammar. No one. <laughs> what people care about uh, is connection. Mm -hmm. And your intention always matters. So... Mm -hmm. And I would say it's, uh, it's the most um, important and the most interesting part, again, is just that connection. And it's about us, right? It's us who choose to do that. I'm not a student. I'm a human being. So let me use this beautiful tool of the language and connect with you. And... One more thing here is that you can share your knowledge in your target language mm -hmm. as you would in your native language. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, if we uh, have this example with cooking uh, and you have something amazing to share, do it in your target language. Make a video, make a post. Uh, go and share it in the community. Maybe it's a Facebook group or something else. 
uh, I can give you an example <laughs> that I uh, had just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of uh, the followers, one of the people on, uh, on Instagram who has been following me for a while, shared uh, a video of her making Russian food, but with a twist. So it was um, a very interesting recipe that I've never tried before. Mm -hmm. And she did it in Russian. And I used the recipe and <laughs> I made that amazing, delicious thing uh, called sirniki, uh, which is usually uh, made with uh, cottage cheese, but she made it with ricotta very specific information here uh, it was amazing and delicious and i said of course i sent her a message and said thank you and shared that um on my <laughs> account so people can use it as well so i mean it's just a beautiful example and a very real example of how you can do that because you know it's kind of like sound okay, share your knowledge in your target language. What does it mean? Do I need to do a TED talk? No, you don't. <laughs> Just start yeah. with commenting. Um, uh, on Instagram uh, and just uh, learning from others and sharing with others. Uh, and I also say that you need to ask yourself a question. Would I talk about this particular thing in my native language mm -hmm. if it's a yes then do it in your target language if it's a no don't waste your life on that don't waste <laughs> your time because yeah. um i believe that we empower ourselves when we empower others mm -hmm. and we can do that only if we have the beautiful intention we have that excitement in us that we really want to share so um Interestingly, all these tips, they come back to burnout. And I believe that if you do it this way, if you keep enjoying the life along with enjoying learning the language, you will never uh, have a burnout. Mm, that's awesome. Rather than following through the textbook way of learning, really just integrating it into your life and finding fun opportunities to practice in, you know, your everyday interactions. That's really awesome. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you also think that when you teach others something that you've learned, it helps you to reinforce it and like learn it and understand it better in yourself? Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great way of doing that. Um, when it comes to any type of learning, right. Uh, not just language. And I would say, uh, this is very funny, but you will not be able to explain grammar. You would not want to do that. You would want to, uh, explain your process maybe to share how you did it or what is this mm, let's say phrase about or whatever you are learning uh you i see it as you are creating a story around your learning and then in this way um another person can absorb it so much easier and uh it would be so much more interesting rather than um, 
you know, just, yeah, so go and follow this generic advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. What is your advice for someone who is just starting out on a learning journey? What is the one piece of advice that you want them to know? Oh, that's a good one. I would, again, say just know your why. Is to me, this is just the main thing. We, um, there are people who are purpose people and uh, there are people who are mission people. And sometimes when you ask them a question like, why do you want to learn this language or this thing? Um, they're like, I don't know. I just, uh, I like how it sounds or I, I just love the culture. I love this or I love that. I love songs in this language. And for them, it's like, it's my mission just to maybe share my energy with the world when I'm in the zone, when I'm just, you know, enjoying the process. Uh, yeah, and for some people, they are very clear on why they want to do that. As I said, with the example of, uh, you know, job, you're looking for a job, you know exactly why you need to learn English, for example. So I would say before you start any process, just know your why. And based on that, the strategy that you choose, the system that you choose, the people who you choose to learn from and to learn with and to share openly, it will be just a completely different animal rather than when you just, you know, okay, let's, let's just, uh, get to it. Let's um, see what they have out there on the market. Let's find this YouTube channels and all this free information out there. It's going to become a mess, first of all, then it's going to, maybe it will cause a burnout for you. And I just believe that if we forget our why, everything and anything can get in the way. Mm, that's absolutely so important. That's a really, really powerful statement. Always come back to your why. Elodie, you've shared so much awesome information on learning. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And it's been really, really great to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for asking this beautiful and deep questions. And I really hope that uh, your listeners will take something away from this. I would say, you know, if you take only one thing, uh, only one thing away from this episode, I would suggest it to be that you can integrate the process of learning into your life so that it can help you not just, for example, speak confidently or do what you want to do confidently, but achieve your life goals. We all want to grow as human beings, become more conscious, uh, improve our skills, and just feel great and fulfilled and happy on a daily basis. And I strongly believe that uh, you can make any learning process a part of your daily life and enjoy it to the fullest. So please take this away and... Um, I really hope that it was helpful. Absolutely. Some really valuable techniques in there and especially the one takeaway, implementing it into your everyday life. 
yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us. One more time for the people in the back. If we forget our why, everything and anything can get in the way. Why do you want to learn that new skill? Why do you want to reach that goal? Write down your why. Put your why on sticky notes all over the walls. I tell you, my office is covered in them. Keep it front and center so you never have a chance to forget. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with one person who you think would also benefit from what we talked about. And please take a moment to leave a review so the show can reach more people just like you to join us on this journey. Remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.